0: Free CR, stay tuned, stay radical. You know, bicycling isn't just a matter of balance, I said. It's a matter of faith. You can keep upright only by moving forward. You have to have your eyes on the goal, not the ground. I'm going to call that the bicyclist philosophy of life. That's from Susan Freeland.
1: awayget all your troubles away Hop on your bike anytime you like and pedal your blues away
0: well, be gone, those blues you're listening to the Arabug radio show here on 3CR a show about bikes riding them fixing them and loving them. Many thanks to, well it wasn't Amy this morning, I'm sorry, I've forgotten. Many thanks to Democracy Now!, always a great show. Oh, the last week of May, the leaves are falling, people are planning new bicycles or new winter trips. We've got a good show coming up, we're going to talk about one of those deeply fascinating subjects in bicycle world, insurance, strict liability, and a little bit of fun. Many, th- uh, I'm joined this morning, Faith, good morning.
2: Good morning, Val.
0: And Teeth uh, Guys, I'm Dice. sorry I'm gonna get this wrong all the way through. <laughs> He's joining us this morning on the Tandem Plus One. Good to have you along on board. Thanks, Val. Nice to be here. Pleasure. That's an easy voice to calibrate too, which yes, is it good. Is. Thanks for that. <laughs> oh it is it's the weather it's um I can't say it's really winter, but it's not really autumn. All the leaves have gone. It's uh, not cold. So uh, not long finger gloves weather yet, but uh, look, it's just always a good time to be riding a bike around Melbourne. Faith, are you going to lead us off with that little magical moment that you've experienced on the bicycle?
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, I will. It's, it wasn't so little, and it wasn't actually on my bicycle, but um, I spent yesterday doing a workshop all day with evan from terra rosa gear and built a uh, made a custom frame bag oh cool with him so uh you know evan makes amazing bike gear and tarps and tents and sleeping gear and bags and uh but he does these workshops where you can make a frame bag you get to choose all the materials in his studio he has all the industrial machines he has all these nice little bits and pieces and a lot of ideas um and uh an expertise so you know thinking ahead how do we put this together he's thinking of all the things you wouldn't if you were doing this at home um and you end up making a bag far more amazing than anything you could have imagined you'd be able to make <laughs> so yeah i did that with a friend yesterday it was a very uh very enjoyable way to spend a rainy day
0: and i would imagine spending a couple of hours with him he's a a Boolean, wonderful character. I'm sorry, you know. No, definitely. Yeah. Like, um, it's a
2: long day to yep. to make a bag from scratch in one day as people who aren't used to using industrial machines and there's binders and I can't remember the names of the others. Um, so, you know, someone who can maintain so much enthusiasm over a very long time with people who don't know what they're doing yes. some... <laughs> Yeah, very very easy to work with and to make it enjoyable. There's we'll some... we'll have him. We'll definitely have him back on the oh, show. It's been a while since he's been on, so just
0: to talk about his the sewing machines. You yes, know, <laughs> you know, it's a history in itself. Yes, uh, yes, and I've got to say it's a um, it's a it's a, not a rare skill, but it's a skill to be able to teach and teach in a environment that people will feel comfortable in
2: and And I think someone who often we like Evan loves his machines and he nerds out over the textiles and often, when we are really into something we 're not great at communicating it in a way that everyone can really enjoy it, so he has that skill yeah. like he can you you are for a day uh, you are suddenly getting excited about which fabric's going to react how to a stitch and <laughs> <laughs> and then you walk away thinking, "Who am I?" <laughs> am I?
0: I've still got five fingers, so I'm, I'm, yes. I'm going all right. I haven't driven a, a needle through anything. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I'll stop there. Yeah, yeah,
2: <laughs> no, very um.
0: Uh, a, big, uh, a couple of little things. Um, I, I, um, electric bicycles are at last starting to really. Hit peak in that we're getting people that wouldn't have been on a bike in the last 10 years and now suddenly riding everywhere and going shopping. I pulled up at the lights the other day. Uh, there were already three cyclists there when I pulled up behind them. I was the only one on a – I'm going to call it human power, but that's a bit uh, – I'm not having a dig or anything. But it's interesting that whereas five years ago I wouldn't have seen one or maybe one out of the four – now it's three out of four. It's, um, it's good to watch. And on a non-bicycling thing, about every three, five years, my local park get visited by a flock of gang gangs. <laughs> and they're in the park now. They've been there for about ten days. They seem to hang around for about two weeks. If, um, if none of the listeners have ever seen one, they're a wonderful example of a real i'm going to call them an aussie bird they've got this growling voice that feels like a chainsaw in the background they're not too scared of things they'll walk along the ground squawk at you
2: till the dogs off
0: yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) and the boys have got this beautiful red hair like striking red hair and they really are a joy to watch and look, they just come and visit the park. And like I say, Edward, three to five years, we get them for a week or so, sometimes a month. So very good to see them. A little bit of avian life in our <laughs> metropolis. Now, the one that matters. <laughs> <laughs> a bicycle moment. Um, thanks, Val. Thanks, yeah.
1: Yeah. I was thinking of riding here this morning, but obviously today is a beautiful, sunny morning, Yeah. really nice winter or late autumn. Um, and thinking back about the last couple of weeks where I had one stretch, and this is really unusual, one stretch of three days riding into work and three days getting wet on yeah, the way yeah. Yeah. Ah, yeah, yeah.
2: in. It, it is unusual. And it
1: is very unusual. And so this is uh, – I will not deny that I – didn't like that very much (laughs) but at the same time it also is one of those reminders where you're like yeah you know you just put on your rain gear and then you still you look at the traffic that you're passing on your way through the city yeah so i ride from richmond to north melbourne so you're like crossing the city and it's just so jam-packed and everyone is stressed and yeah okay you get wet but you know you bring your rain gear maybe pack a spare pack of clothes and away you go and it's still so much nicer to ride in even on those pretty dreadful days that we get sometimes in Melbourne but getting three in a row I don't think that's happened to me before in the 12 years that I've been here so no no
2: it's not like you know if we were in the Netherlands it's two weeks in a row Fourteen wow. days, Not Come stop.
0: on. <laughs> Come Three on. months then, okay. right. Enough of the home sickness, can I don't even think I've had two days in a Ryan in Melbourne. I've been riding yeah. here for a yeah. long time. But
1: it's nice to have these yeah. days like today, so that's yeah. obviously yeah. when you really appreciate it. It's like, yeah. oh, yeah, this is the best place And there's a
0: certain – I mean, you, if you're properly clothed, there's a certain time where you just go. You can't fight it. You just – you know, And I'm it. not talking about righty home. Righty home's completely different. Yeah. It's fine. Because you're yeah. righty home to arch out so yeah. that you know that it's the end. But you just, yeah, you're right. You can't let it worry you. No. You're not going to do anything about it. Yeah. Good pair of gloves, good pair of shoes, off you go. That's it. There we go. A little bit of news. I've got a, just a tiny little bit of news.
2: Oh, I'll go you first? Have? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> it sprung that on you. Um. There was uh, another critical mass ride on Friday. Oh, no. So, um around the city. Yep. And uh so that was good a good turnout. Yep. And uh there was the install there was a few speakers at different spots around the city and the installation of a um one of those white bikes with um yep a, ghost a, a lock for every person who's been killed so far this year on a bike mm. on it ah. and that was installed at the corner of exhibition in little collins which is outside the department of transport
0: yeah.
2: so it was uh despite the weather uh, yeah a good turnout um mm. a few solemn moments and also you know a bit of uh joy catching up with everyone on critical mass yes. each time so
0: yeah god i must keep um, i'm dropping off the Jane, done it was
2: st- unusual you weren't there, Val. Yeah, I've I broken a 30-year, 20-year. <laughs> <20 true>.
0: <laughs> uh, we're getting a little bit, um, yes. <laughs> 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 I must keep an eye out, actually. I've taken my eye off the ball and not stay informed on it. I'll- promise i will stay informed i presume we'll have another one through winter which would be good yeah it's
1: it's on air now val so (laughs) (laughs) hey it's on air now don't
0: worry i'll I'll bring my lollies as well so (laughs) that'll be all right um look just a couple of things um walmart street bridges starting the rock ahead they've nearly finished on the north side or it looks pretty close to finish and according to the Yarra City Council, the south end will begin soon, and that looks like it might be finished. They're giving a date of January, I mean of December 2023, but I, I would take that with a grain of salt. They haven't um, broken soil on the south side yet. But it uh, uh, looks, uh, looks a bit strange looking from the south side to the north side. It's a, um, They've changed that approach quite radically and yeah. there's a bit of a the intersection between it and the old bridge i really think the push that uh, there should be another parallel bridge alongside it i think for everybody and that push has started i think a bit stronger now which is good look the only other thing bit of news was oh mark cavendish oh. won the sprint in the giro he's retiring this year He's still winning sprint races. He's going to retire this year, um, just to give him a head to the Manx Missile. 34 uh, Tour de France stages, equal with Eddie Merckx. He looks like he's going to the Tour de France again. He looks like, um, in all probability, and um, a lot of people say he shouldn't be held up there with Eddie at the same level. But, oh, Jesus, for a sprint to last that long and still be going is... Um, even to keep having that mental toughness to keep doing it. um, We take our lids off to a very good effort. It was
1: amazing, by the way, as well. Did you see that Geron Thomas was doing the lead-up for him? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. yeah. (laughs) One of his old UK cycling buddies.
0: He's had some good people do lead-ups over the years. I mean, Chris Froome, uh, Renshaw, you know, they've been a... um, a bunch of people who've come and gone, yeah. leading him out, and yeah. there he is still pulling that. Uh, he's an amazing. If people don't know, he's got a wonderful ability to have two bursts of speed, which is pretty unusual in a sprinter. He can put himself in a position with a burst, then finish them off. He seemed to have had a very much a, an instinctive feel for where everybody was going to go and where they were on their yeah. on their uh, their yeah. way there
1: definitely worth watching the clip from how the race was won yeah the instagram channel ah, good day. he did a really good um section of that yeah. of that sprint yeah yeah so really worth watching
0: they won't come along again for a while mm. um, we'll be back just after this hi i'm kim salmon i'd like to have a quick word about uh, public radio particularly 3cr thing about public radio is that it's more open than the more
1: formatted types of radio to what's going on around it. So when you listen to it you're more likely to hear a reflection of real life and 3CR being in the heart of Smith Street, Collingwood is a particularly good example of what I'm talking about. If you'd like to uh, subscribe the number is
0: 94198377
2: You've been listening And you're back listening to the Arribug Radio Show. Our studio guest today is Tice van der Heijden van Spark. Um, And before we – we're going to talk about strict liability or presumed liability. But before we get on to that, maybe last time you were in the studio, Tice, I think you had just started your venture into electric bikes. So give us an update on – What's been happening, and where Spark is at now?
1: Yeah, that's been a few years ago. We had a different name at the time as well, um, so we've rebranded in the in the meantime. I've quit my full time job at Melbourne Uni. Um, we've grown to a team of about ten people now. Um, we've opened up a showroom proper in North Melbourne as well as in Perth um, late last year. So um, yeah, things are going well. We're doing. Um, uh, we're helping a lot of people getting their commute up to speed on an e-bike around the country. Um, lots of different governments and uh, businesses, universities that we work with offer the salary packaging option for e-bikes. Um, and, um, yeah, it's been it's been good fun. So I'm very happy I made that change.
2: <laughs> and a great time, like Val was saying, for electric bikes. I think they're really yes. coming into their own. Um, but we were here to talk about public liability. I thought um, it's something people often ask about and there often seems to be a bit of um, confusion about what strict liability as it occurs. People are usually talking about Europe Mm. um, and what it actually means and what it covers. So let's start off with what strict liability is.
1: Um, and what it isn 't probably yes, is actually reason, so. more important because I think the way that we, that a lot of people here tend to think about it is in terms of legal liability um, or criminal liability, and that 's exactly what it 's not so um, having grown up in the Netherlands, um, sort of grown up under this regime of presumed <laughs> or strict liability, not that I ever worried about that, but um, it 's really about how you handle um, financial compensation after an accident and it's really designed to make that easy so it's basically an insurance question not a legal or or criminal responsibility or liability question so i think that's really important to to point out because that sometimes seems to be what people think it is but it's not it's really only about finding an efficient um quick and and clear process to resolve um Material and uh, and and um, bodily damages, basically, so that yeah. you know that if you end up in a crash, you don't have to go to courts in in almost all cases to to get um, compensated for the damage that you've incurred. It's a, basically an automatic process where you just assign liability to different insurance companies depending on exactly what happened. But that's that's pretty much a an automatic rule to do that.
2: Yeah. So it's it's going to be about who um, is paying for the damage to a bicycle or your laptop. It's not going to have any bearing on a police investigation and it's not going to have any bearing on criminal charges no. or traffic offences. Absolutely. And I think you're right. That's the part that people really seem to often um, confuse. Hmm. Because it's talked about is in terms of, oh, the driver is always at fault. But it's yeah. purely from the insurance
1: well, and even that is not true. So there was a really good um, overview chart on the Bicycle Dutch blog. Um, he wrote a really good story about it with a, with a very nice flow chart that you basically you can see how this works in the Netherlands. Um, and so it's not even true that a driver is at fault there from a strict liability perspective by default. Even that takes a few steps to actually determine whether yep. or not that's the case. So, um, but all of that is indeed not about criminal Charges, um, so yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. How is it different to our system in Victoria
2: with TAC? Yep. <laughs> so, now now you're asking the foreigner to
1: tell yeah, you. Yeah. Oh, well,
0: <laughs> you, know, you understand their law, maybe, maybe you'll understand us. No, so… You've lived with both sides. Yeah, I've lived with
1: both sides. So the way I understand it is, so obviously, I'm not a legal expert, mm-hmm. um, but the way I understand it is that a TEC, one, is only about bodily mm. um, yeah. injury, yeah. so it's not about property damage. Um and this has changed in the, in not too uh, long ago, actually. That now you are covered um, for bodily injury through the TAC if you ride your bike and you collide with a moving motor vehicle. Cool. Um, yeah. that wasn't the case until I don't know, maybe five years ago or so. Whenever they changed it, um, yeah, But not sure. it's not about property. It's not about no. property no. damage. So it only covers one side of that, basically.
2: So it's strict liability. But, yeah, only applied to yeah. medical
0: yeah. damages. exactly. Yeah, exactly. Oh, sorry, Val. I was yeah. just going to say, am I right then? I'm trying to pick out the differences here, and, and I'm not a legal expert, obviously, and not an insurance expert. But um, from my reading of it, it seems to be that actually, whereas here, and these are, these are not criminal cases or anything. Mm-hmm. These are, you know, just about property damage mm-hmm. and... Re- compensation for that property damage, whether car or or whatever. Where the cyclist and the motorist are treated as equals here, whereas Netherlands not the only one who has this, uh, Denmark, France, list of European countries is pretty long. There seems to be um, a look at the cyclist as being much more vulnerable mm-hmm. and then much more... Um, Uh, how can i say this much more it it evens it up a little bit in that somebody's driving an enormous two-ton car somebody's riding a five ten kilo bike it tries to even that up a little bit yeah is that
1: yeah it recognizes that if you're driving a car um you've got greater mass and greater mass and speed comes with greater responsibility yeah. That's that's the way that they... they and then that is
0: it. reflected in the decision about how do we settle this. Yeah. Six.
1: So basically the, the, the sort of starting point is not that both parties are equally responsible for what happened. But the starting point is that unless there is a clear case why the motorist is not responsible, they yeah. should bear the brunt of the liability. Again, for insurance purposes, right? Yeah. So yeah. not about criminal charges. But no. Yeah.
2: And insurance. I think the other thing when people are often talking about this is what are the effects like some people will say well it's because of um this that uh drivers are more careful or it's a safer environment or it's because of this that you get more people cycling um
1: yeah i think that's well, I don't. I haven't studied the data myself, but from reading on this, uh, that doesn't appear to be true. And also from my own experience, I don't think anyone in the Netherlands that I know, or even myself, when I'm driving, I don't think no. about it that way. That say, oh, you know, if yeah. I hit, you don't want to hit someone. No. The, the vast <laughs> majority of people don't set out to hit someone. No. Let, let's, yeah, let, hopefully that's still the case everywhere. Yeah. Um, and as a cyclist,
2: but, are you thinking? Um, Oh, well, I will ride now because at least if I get hit, my bike will be coming.
1: <laughs> no, because the same thing, right? You would yeah. try to not get hit in the first place. So yeah. I think this is where it has a very limited effect. So there's, there's some other dimension to that which is sometimes brought up is the fact that insurance... In the Netherlands, like we've got the TAC insurance here as part of your Vic Roads registration, but that's a fixed fee. So it doesn't actually matter what you've done and what your history is and what sort of vehicle you drive pretty much. It's basically a flat fee, whereas in the Netherlands, it's much more granular. So it depends on your vehicle much more and also on your claims history. So this is sometimes brought up as saying, oh, you know, because it will affect your claims history and therefore your premiums going forward, it will change what Mm -hmm. you do, which is – it might be true at the margin, but if I think about the experience that I've had and what I know from people that I know, really they only consider that when they've got like one sided damage. So, you know, you might drive into a pole with your own car yeah. and then you get a quote for repairs and you're like, Okay, I'm gonna put this through insurance or not and then you make the the sort of consideration to say, Okay, if I'm gonna put this through insurance it means that my premiums will go up for the next five years by this much. So maybe I'm just going to wear it myself, but obviously, if you 're in an accident with someone else, most likely you won't even have that choice no. so i don't think that either really has a has an, has a bearing on it like ultimately and this is also if you read up on any of the experts in and this is again based on the Dutch case that i 'm most familiar with, ultimately, what really matters is um Safety in design of roads Mm. and and Mm. clarity in design of roads and and road rules is is ultimately going to be way, way more important than any of these insurance arrangements. Like the insurance arrangement is good. Like it's great to have it just for ease of processing and knowing that after something's happened, you can get it resolved quickly and and easily without having to go through courts and, and legal battles and all of that. Yeah. But it doesn't actually change much in the way of the incentive to go riding and the the perceived and actual safety of of riding.
2: And I think France is a a good example of that as they've had strict liability since 1985. And I believe it's stricter there. Like the Dutch is more flexible in terms of – in in comparison to the French one. And in France, cycling has remained at 3% or less since 1985 so it's um and it's only you know we've seen the numbers increase dramatically in paris so they've had strict liability in paris all these years and the numbers have only increased when they actually started building the bike lanes and and changing the road conditions
1: yeah so ultimately that's really what matters That's the most important yeah yeah
0: there's there's no substitute for that and the law, wouldn't it come in 1999, if my memory's correct? I mean, it really hasn't had much effect on Dutch cycling numbers anyway, has it?
1: No, it's, it was introduced in the Netherlands in 1992. Oh, um, 92. So was- this was, yeah, basically like 20 years into their very long-term strategy of trying to improve the conditions for yeah. for bike riding and, and walking. Um, so, yeah, it was it was very much... At a late stage in that whole process, yeah. when a lot of the groundwork and a lot yeah. of the the design ideas and the design philosophy around infrastructure had already, had been, already been in place and, and and set up, and obviously not the infrastructure wasn't always there, but the ideas were there about how this was gonna go and what investments were needed and what the timelines would be for them. So mm-hmm. this was very much somewhere along the, that process.
0: Any idea where? I mean. Look, I myself have been saying this for, you know, a number of years, and you realise, I mean, the misinformation comes from me not reading up on it properly, but it it was quite widespread, isn't it? I mean, this idea that we can solve these problems by changing the insurance policies.
1: If if I'm being very cynical here, um, I think it's mainly because it seems like a very easy, easy thing yeah. to do which mm. doesn't require a lot of political will nor a lot of capital investment yeah and so if it's if it's this sort of magic trick then yeah great let's do it but unfortunately magic tricks really don't work
2: and and i think it is appealing that if you're facing you know if you're someone who wants to see safer cycling and you're facing the idea that there's this whole system that has to Be adjusted, and that is going to take political will along with everything else. um, It can be really appealing that there's something you can change that will have a dramatic effect. Yeah, basically overnight, rather than decades to
1: build bicycle infrastructure. Right. So this is if you think back about the Dutch case, like they started this process in the 70s and then refined, you know, the philosophy in the 80s and 90s. (laughs) But the philosophy has still been has been the same for at least 25 years, and they know, you know, they want. They've got a strict road hierarchy and they've got strict ideas about what each type of road should look like. But then to actually implement that is still very much ongoing. Yeah. And it never really finishes because then, of course, you know, there's development in different areas, which means that certain roads get different yeah. priorities and different aims over time. So it's that process just takes decades and decades and decades to fully get to the end the end game of that whereas this liability this, question this. is basically overnight you just flick a switch yep. on Bad. some laws and, <laughs> and away you go so yeah the, the appeal to that is obviously clear but yeah. it unfortunately doesn't it's, it doesn't help that, nearly as much yeah
0: <laughs> there is there look there's a slight uh, gain to it in that actually fact that by doing it you recognize that bicycles are more vulnerable and you recognise that oh, yeah. in the most cases, in bicycling accidents, the vehicle is at fault. And as I say, the weight differences, it actually says that I think that makes a little bit of difference. It actually, we've got this awful thing here where if you run a red light on in a bike... You'll get the same fine as mm. if you do it in a car. Yeah. I mean, it's obviously circumstances and consequences are far different. Yeah, no, it's it?
2: definitely still a valid idea, but yeah. it's, you know, just not yeah. the idea that a lot of people think it is. No, no. Yeah. Well, we've uh, run out of time again. <laughs> yeah, it's just, uh, Well,
0: our next insurance phone in will be in. <laughs> <laughs> Thank oh.
2: you very much for coming into the studio, Tate. Thanks
0: for having me. It was great.
2: Uh, I will mention very briefly that the Handmade Bicycle Show is coming up. Ooh, cool. next cool. weekend. So, always worth a look. Uh, Certainly. Down at Williamstown at uh, SeaWorks.
0: Great spot. Yep.
2: And, uh,
0: and a lovely ride. You can ride the punt down if you feel like a maritime journey yes, to get there as yeah. well. A little bit of everything. <laughs> um,
2: that's it for that's us it. today. It is. Coming up next is. A She Bop. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast.